Check, check, check. One, two, one to the two, one to the two, 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 two. Hey, right. Scotty, what's up? I'm coming back. Oh, got a toot. Hold on. The audio fun bag is brought to you by your business name right here. Seriously, it could all be yours. And now, we kick it. Check to the one, to the two, to the three. This is Los's Mike. Hi, bitch. Now I'm on Hoyt's mic. Sounds a little deeper than usual. The girls and I really enjoyed you coming over the other day, Chuck. Sharing all that college football knowledge. It's about as worthless as a penis. As a penis. There was a butchy feel. There was a butchy feel. You know that this podcast, uh, we're very big in the gay community in Atlanta. Are we? Like, yeah, does that I, show up on the analytics yeah, when you actually go to the podcast? Does. There actually is a breakdown. Hetero, um, homo. Right. And also, and probably my favorite, there's a breakdown by by where you live. Your, there is that. Your height, which is my favorite one. And then, obviously, your sexual preference. And I just know that, considering how many downloads we've been getting, even though we haven't, we, it's been three weeks, because you were off for two weeks. Yeah, blame me. But people still are going to listen to the first two episodes. We're big with obese People that are, enjoy the short, that enjoy the same sex. Yes, we are huge in that community, and I thank you, every one of you. There is something that I just did in the bathroom. It's not about to get uncomfortable. Like I didn't drop a deuce, and I'm going to talk about right. it. Oh my god, the, the fact that you have to wait as long as you do during the day means that you have these like awful growlers by the time you get off of work. I don't poop here. I will poop here. I don't have a problem doing that in public places. No, by the way. I, I, it doesn't bother me. Either. I know Matt's butt is different. Chuck. Drops wherever he drops. Yeah. Um, but the, so you know our janitor. Yeah, she's, she's a very nice lady. Super yes, we sweet say, lady. We say hi to her every single day, and she is the one person. Because remember where we used to work? Oh. Where okay, we <laughs> the used to have, angriest janitor man in the world. We used to have a cleaning staff that if you tried to go use the restroom, and keep in mind there were like six radio stations in there, and every person who's in the building typically is on air. So all they're trying to do is. Get in and out. I've got a possible. stop set. I've got three minutes. I gotta go, go, and I gotta get back to the microphone. Like before Taylor Swift is done playing, I can quickly get in and get out. These people, he would immediately <laughs> throw up an armbar. He looked like Luigi. Like if Luigi was shorter and really kind of pudgy muscular, and he would just go, no, no, no. And so at that point, all you could do was just sadly go back to the studio. Defeated, and, holding it still. And, and just pinch it off or just pretend you were somewhere else. Our lady is incredibly cool. She will stop what she's doing, and she and she even said it to me today. Oh, you need to get in and back over to your studio, so I'll step out. I was like, thank you so much. So I go over there. I'm doing small talk with her. I'm like, how was Christmas? How was New Year's? And she is African-American, and that needs to be told for this part of the story. So as she's telling me about her Christmas and her New Year's and everything else, I go... Uh huh. Like, why do I turn black when I'm talking no, to no. black the, the people? The problem is for mm-hmm. you. You know what you turn I into? I your girlfriend, and like, I do that. You turn into some version <laughs> of Aunt Jemima. <laughs> like, you remember when you'd watch those commercials and the Aunt Jemima bottle would start talking? talking? <laughs> That's what you turn into, not with everyone. Older black women. Is what you do that with. No one else in this building you do that with. You could talk to a home team. You could talk to Joe Ham. You talk to Brandon Joseph. <laughs> you don't do that with any of them. For some reason, if you are a little bit older, 
you mimic. You you you. It's almost like you're trying to vibe with that person. I do it with rednecks too at tailgates. Yes, I, you do. I don't I've know seen why. That. I'll have never met them before. We can be in, we can be in Alabama. We or Tuscaloosa. We can be over in Baton Rouge, and I just start talking to these opposing fans. I tell you what, I, I agree with you on that. Now, Joe Burrow, he can do it. And I'm like, why the hell am I talking like this? It's not me. I grew up in Northern California. I have no distinct like Southern accent, but I will tell you, if that Jake Fromm boy, if he gets it together, this team can go all the way. I guarantee you that. I'm like, what the hell am I talking about right now? You're making it sound stronger than what it is. You are. <laughs> I'm trying to vibe you, with you, these you know what people. it is? It's three beers or two shots, and then suddenly you start using Southern vernacular. And it's not as strong as like you were saying it, but you you start turning into that dog will hunt. That dog will hunt. you start giving every single one of those. Oh, that's an all day sucker. <laughs> I mean, yeah, things like that. That boy's so fast he can fart in a deer's face. I'm like, what the hell, hell are, are you, you talking, talking about? That's what you do. But I think it lends me credibility too to these these backwoods college football fans. They're not even backwoods. It's just they're that like, they're oh, you know what? He knows what he's talking about. There is a mentality. That everyone who shows up at a tailgate, you realize this is a South, this is what we're about, this is a lifestyle that we've all bought into and we all enjoy, so there's stuff that goes along with it. And that's, you buy into that when we show up at these things. Because me spitting on the ground over and over again, that that's not we, enough. That didn't give me enough credibility. Because your can of dip is not enough for entry into the nicer tailgates. You have to use the yacht too. Have we started the podcast? Yeah, we've been going for a little bit. Well, By the way, are, are you sad now? Your yeah. college football season is now over with Georgia beating Baylor, and I'm not looking for a serious sports discussion here. Thank God, because you came to the wrong place. But there is something sad about how you take that little four-month present and say, all right, see you in eight months, little buddy. And you'll get a spring game, and you and I have done that, but it's it's college football, and it's it's pretty much over. We've got a, we've got a handful of little bowl games. We get a national championship game, and then, okay, see you later. Bye-bye now. Have fun finding your dad. Have fun storming the castle. It it hit me today about twelve oh five. We came back to work. It's not a Monday. We came back to work, and the first day back at work from a break or a weekend or whatever, twelve oh five is supposed to be Kirby Smart's press conference. Yep. And there was a little part of me that was like, "Damn, I don't get that anymore." For like two hundred and fifty days. That's so, like. Do you realize it felt like we were planning the Vanderbilt trip? Now, all I'm thinking about now is the T-Town takeover. Yeah, I've already come up with it. The T-Town takeover <laughs> going into Tuscaloosa. I'll show you around. But it just felt like, oh, yeah, you're a student. It just felt like we were just doing Vanderbilt, and everything was fresh, and we had a chance, and blah, 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 and damn it, it's gone. Last night. It's at, gone. As I'm into, like, vodka sprite number 11, because uh, that was all day. Like, I started with, with the afternoon games, and I just – kept drinking the the whole afternoon and evening, I thought to myself, man, you remember how long that beer line was at Nashville? Yep. And how we stood in it, and we did our thing, we got some beers, and I thought, you know, bowl games, you don't have to stand in line. You can just go over and get a beer. That's 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 why they're exhibitions. And when you tell people... Because they're in NFL stadiums, and they're, they're built for this, basically. Bowl games do not matter. Do in large part because of the playoffs. So last night, I'm watching the Sugar Bowl going... Yeah, it'd be nice to see Georgia win, but I didn't care either way other than let's let's watch the young guys do their thing. So last night was, was And they serve beer. And and they do serve beer. Last night to me was more it was it was the spring game. I got to see three offensive linemen that I haven't seen roughly all year, at least at that position. I got to see Kirby, by the way, chew out Warren Erickson, which was Boy did he awesome. Three F bombs. <laughs> Warren, what the fuck? And you can beep that if you want, but it was so it 
it did feel like a spring game, though, because you were playing so many young players. And to teams like Baylor, it was their Super Bowl. It, it, good for Baylor, and they got to be on a national stage and play in a Sugar Bowl for, what, the second time, I think, in their school history? But yeah. For me, it was just it was another spring game. So I'm gonna have two spring games this year at this point. That is where it has gone to for me. And I posted on Twitter. If I could do one of two things to highly enrich myself, I would go all L. Ron Hubbard. I would start my own church. You know, I would. Oh yeah, you don't church. get taxed. You are in a perfect place to just lob all sorts of wealth on yourself. Well, just outside of that is would you go games. evangelical, by the way. Oh no, I would just create my own religion, and but that's oh. the problem. You you create your own religion, and then you have to essentially push it through the U.S. government to recognize it that's as an organized religion. That's what I would say. Religion. Does it have to be verified then by yes, the U.S. government? Yes, you can't just claim here's this religion and here's what we're doing, and I deserve tax exempt status. A bowl game enjoys the same tax exempt status. So as long as you make a contribution, and there's no set amount that you have to make. As long as you're making a contribution to some sort of organization with your the revenue, you're good. So you can I can make myself the CEO of this thing, pay myself crazy TV money, then do like a two percent donation of my the rest of my revenue over to whoever, and now I'm good. And so when you tell people about this and how let's not take bowl games that seriously, they're just business and Business is about making some money, and some of these kids decide they don't want to partake in it, that they're going to go work on their other business. Don't get upset about that, but some people are all win one for the Gipper still. No, that that day and era has passed. Oh, my headphones went out. That sucks. Oh, well, I mean, I still hear you. You're fine. Are you still talking? Yeah, I'm still talking to you. Hang on, I'm back. Nope, I'm out. Oh, now you're back in. I'm back. Those are some crazy headphones. Why don't you put on the helicopter headphones? <laughs> we have a pair of headphones. That we got from one of our listeners and Austin McFarlane. I Austin believe. McFarlane is the one who gave it to us. And you want to talk about the craziest, biggest pair of headphones that cannot be destroyed? No, even Nerney's fat head can't break these. Yeah, things. Nerney's got a giant melon, and he breaks every pair of headphones over time. It's not like it happens right away, but eventually, over time. Nerney's head wins over headphones, but they can't beat those. It's so it's like a Nerney's head is like a, a woman's vagina. Like if you have enough kids, eventually it rips. Right, it just gets, over time. It's not the first one. Right, but by like the tenth time, Nerney puts it over his big head. It's it gonna stretches rip. it out. It's gonna break. Eventually, they're gonna have to sew it up and try to figure that thing out. And, then, and that's where you have to. You can't ask for the extra stitch with the headphone, <laughs> but you want to. You're like. <laughs> Hey, can I get this fixed? And and our engineer, Mike, Mike who's awesome. Mike has tried to fix it so many times. Mike has tried everything to make sure that, that Nerney cannot break the headphones, but he does. So that's the only pair. Thank you, Austin, uh, that we have. I, I have to share this one thing with you before we go to break here. Can we? Can I finish the win one for the Gipper real quick? Yeah, I go know, for it. I know we're trying not to make this long for people, but does a, does a 12th win matter? Like on George's resume, does 11 or 12 wins matter? No. So I want to see these young kids. I'm kind of I used to be the guy that was so against I can't believe Isaiah or Andrew Thomas or Isaiah Wilson would want to bail out of this and not be a team guy and rah rah rah. Screw it. Let them do their thing. Let the young kids figure out what you've got. And you saw that with Georgia the other night, and it was so much fun watching these young kids finally put it together. I showed you on 24-7's rankings. You had eight of your top nine guys you signed last year in your freshman class. Not only playing last night. Contributed big. Huge, huge playing time. The only one I think that didn't get in was Clay Webb. And you know what? It's not his time right now. you got Trey Hill in front of him. The thing I go back to is that if you're going to recruit at this level, guys that are going to leave after three years, this is just part of the business. And the fact that 
You know, Baylor didn't have that problem. Well, Baylor ain't recruiting in these waters. No, Baylor they, Baylor had two years ago, they had a 1-11 and team. Yeah, and, they, and Rule was talking about, these guys are still on our team, and, and I want this for them because they're the ones that remember how bad things were. You have players on Georgia right now that don't remember the Mark Rick years because they, they weren't here. No. They, they weren't here for Kirby's first year when you lost to Vanderbilt. All they know is, I win the SEC East, and then I figure it out in the Bens. That's all they know at this point in time. And Kirby talked about it before the bowl game. We're recruiting guys that better only be here three years. Yep. Like, I want to recruit at that place. I want to live in that era where... You're not coming back for a fourth year. You're good enough that I'm sending your ass into the pros after three years. Where it's a surprise if you're coming back Correct. for a fourth year because you're that talented of a player. All right, this is what we're going to get into. We've got a couple of classic pieces of audio, and we lost a uh, a man who's been a big deal to our show, Don Larson, over the weekend uh, at the age of 90-something, the Former New York Yankee That's so pitcher, disrespectful ninety something, who threw the only complete, uh, the only perfect game in World Series history. We're gonna tell that story and then play the audio of, of what was created. Um, probably what three, four years ago. We're in the old building, so we it's, it's definitely three or four years ago when we had the Don Larson uh, incident. I guess is how we'll put it. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, that's Hoyt. I'm Los, and uh, we'll talk to you in a few. It's now Bitch. time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Brian Hoyt and Carlos Medina. Aren't you going through a divorce or something? You told me to bring it up. Hoyt will roll on everything because he, he's constantly trying to get everything in order. This has been John Kincaid approved, but he decided to disclose some information to Hoyt. Hoyt, I, I'm pretty sure I went. I had my biggest bowel movement that I ever had oh. in my life today. <laughs> Wait a minute. Ho- hold on. All right, I'm taking back that A-plus comment I just made. <laughs> Did you do this again where you played something Hoyt off air again? You taped something? No, no, he was act- He was recording, I believe. He was he was knocking out something so John could run off to go do the CBS show that he was taking care of. All right, I understand that. Does John know that portion of it was going to see the light of day? He does now! <laughs> oh, <laughs> Hey, we're back. That was a good memory we just listened to. It was a tremendous memory. I... That has been one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is going through the old audio fun bag archives and just grabbing stuff. Like, for instance, that was the moment where John Kincaid described for you the tremendous bowel movement he had. And he had no idea that you were rolling on it. And it turned into, yeah, we're going to play this on air. You totally hijacked him. Well, this was a point, too, where, God, was that at Super Bowl week? I believe it was. I believe it so. He was, I want to say that was the New York game. So yeah. that was uh, Denver and Seattle. And unfortunately, we, we then aired something afterwards that was also off mic down the line. Do you remember that one with Gillespie and Jay Chad? And that one yes. got us in a little trouble. That one got us in trouble because they decided to. Dude, they're in New York. They're having a good time. It's Super Bowl week. That's what everybody does. They were housed. It was fine. And they were talking about, I. The comment, I believe, from Jay Chad was that he had went to use the restroom as we go scatological once again, and that it was big enough to fit in a shoebox. <laughs> and because that like offended Jay Chad, like grab the pearls moment. I can't believe you guys aired that. We got in trouble for that one. I think his mom heard it and thought either, it was very unbecoming. Either of a, he was cussing or maybe he. Yes, exactly. That's it. Didn't do the family right. Oh, the family. I, I get it. There's things that we do that are embarrassing. There's things that... The problem is you and I aren't embarrassed by much, and so we assume that everybody else... Like, 
I live in open book. It is what it is. It's on the radio. If it happens, it goes on the radio, and, and that's okay to me, but I assume that everyone else lives by those rules. Do you realize all of the pictures that you and I took at Santa's Fantastical as they were coming out each day from the 680 The Fan you know, Twitter site? Every single one just had me thinking, oh, man, like, wow, we really just, just don't care. Because you and I are on a unicorn together. Which is perfect for this podcast, by the way. I, I was golfing on Christmas Eve, and guy we know comes up to me. He's like, the hell are you and Lowe's doing <laughs> in those pictures? I'm like, what are you talking about? He used a word to describe what we were doing, and I was like, you don't like them? He goes, oh, no, they're funny as hell, but it's a little it's a little this. Yeah, I was I, like, I, I get it. This is what I was told on Twitter. You guys are weird. It's funny, but you guys are weird. <laughs> and and you're right. You and I are, are a little bit Teflon with this stuff where if it goes out on the air, it's something that we do. Very rarely are we embarrassed by it. It takes a lot. I can actually think of old audio. Like I used to do something that I don't think we could ever do again. And, and this is where radio's changed. So much has changed. There are things that you cannot say anymore. Uh, comedians talk about this all the time. Like when I, I watched the... Chappelle? Uh, Dave Chappelle, yeah. the, the last one he did on Netflix, and he just talked about the, the gotcha society. He's like, well, it might get me. You, you don't know. I used to go, and this was probably 15 years ago, and I did it a couple times in Dallas, and then and then I did it over at uh, over at 790. I used to go downtown with a with snack crackers. It this was sponsored. Homeless, this is the homeless thing? And I would go ask homeless people for their football picks. <laughs> and, and the whole plan... Was to get those picks put together, and if you ask nicely, I might dig some of those out and, and put those out somewhere, but it's uh, you can't do that sort of stuff anymore. Brought to you by Golden Flakes, as Lowe's hands them like a bag of Golden Flakes. The, and they had to read a tagline, and the tagline <laughs> was, was uh, picking games is easy, satisfying your hunger is hard, pick blank blank snacks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And one guy, I remember to this day, he was hilarious, but he had this really strong stutter to him, and he just said, "I'm picking Clemson because I'm 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 I like tiger paws." <laughs> and at that point, I was like, "And and, and the cocaine fun, is a hell of a drug." The fun part about that entire bit was that the guys I worked with at the time, I was it was Steak, uh, Bell, Nick, and I don't know if Chris was still part of it at that point. All the, all the guys in radio that everybody knows. Uh, they were really serious about their football picks. And so the first two years I did that, um, the homeless as a group won. They beat all the guys. <laughs> the yes, the homeless group. beat them. And, and so <laughs> I, I couldn't put together a bigger picture of why you should not gamble because when a guy, you have all these resources. I, I get all this data. I've got this computer, and I can look at games all day, and I can do this stuff. Another guy who actually is having to live on the streets is beating you. Uh, collectively, they're all beating you. And it's such a crapshoot. Maybe you shouldn't really be spending big money on it. Uh, like they, they talk about, uh, we hear this from RJ. If you're winning 53% of your games, you're a professional. Mm-hmm. 53%. That means 47% of the time you are out of luck. Uh, I, yeah, so that bit entirely is like maybe the one of the only things that really embarrasses me that I did in the past. Did you ever go looking for the same homeless guy, by the way? Oh, no. There's no chance. Um, like, was he at the same bench or bus stop or bush? This was right outside. Because if he goes 5-0, and oh, you got to go back and get his picks for next week, you right? You would think so. But uh, these guys move around. 
And so there's never the same. And you would always, I, I would always have somebody along with me and I would flat out say, no, no, that, that person's too strung out or that person. But then, like I said, a lot of people just oh, got on their line luck, was. having was a hard time. Out. Well, and again, the only thing in radio I think I've ever done that I'm a little bit embarrassed by was that. But at the time, that was no big deal. And in fact, when I was first coming up in this business, and I thought it was funny, the Chicago Tribune had that thing about entry entry uh, into radio, 41,000. Yeah, right. That's like over three or four years when you're first starting out. You would push the envelope with that sort of stuff, and that was part of me pushing the envelope at that time. You went into clubhouses, because I played a bit for you from the, the ticket, I believe it was. Yeah. And I was laughing about it, and it was a guy that went into a clubhouse, and let's say the Marlins were playing the Rangers, and he goes into the Marlins clubhouse, and he's interviewing at the time, maybe Kristen Yelich or whoever the hell it is. And he's asking him, you know, my my mother is a teacher and she's a second grade teacher and they had a bunch of questions for you and so we just want to rattle these off. And so what's it like, you know, hitting a home run, blah, blah, blah. Just simple questions that a second grader would ask a major league player. And then something highly <laughs> sexual. <laughs> what does it feel like to get the second base? And then, okay, so one of the ones I would do. Now, you're referencing somebody who then got kicked out of the out of the room. Yeah, they, they lost their credential, which is the era we live in now. But I play that bit for you, and you go, that's my bit! It I was. came up with that bit! If you go back and listen to that, uh, that was from, from Bob and Dan at the ticket. And they, to this day, are like, that was a genius bit. Because <laughs> what, what would happen is we had a producer, Rick Arnett at the time, who still does the golf show over there. Rick Arnett was a really cool dude who first helped me when I first got into radio. Rick would would get questions from his kids. And his kids were you know about 9, 10 years old, and then go ask them in the clubhouse. Well, my dirty mind decided, <laughs> what if I take this up a notch by asking you a question and then follow it up with something dirty? So, for instance... But it has a baseball slant But it has a baseball it, yeah. kind of, of slant to it. So you would get... Uh, Matt wants to know, um, do you have a personal chef? And the guy would answer, Chuck wants to know, uh, have you ever had your salad tossed? <laughs> and so there was always like this weird edge to it. But but to a second grader or a fourth grader, by the way, like they're really asking, like, yeah. uh, have you ever had a Caesar salad tossed right, on the road? Uh, uh, Hoyt wants to know, do you like playing golf? Uh, Los wants to know, what is a threesome? <laughs> It'd always be the same thing. Well, three people playing golf, man. But you had to kind of play it that way. And now... What does it feel like being in the two-hole? Yes. See, those are the sort of things that would never, ever... Like, that'll get you run out immediately. We would get... Oh, it, no, it, we're losing our job, by the way. Like, we're so close with the Braves and everything else that yeah. if we walked over there and tried to pull that, we're we're not losing our credential. We're losing our job, which right. ultimately sucks well, in remember, a way. You, you, you can only do it with the away team. But the away team can now complain to the point where you would get in trouble. You have to find just the right bit and just the right guy to play along. And that's the problem. You don't know the right guy until you've already tested. Like, I'm trying to think of the things. We we had Chuck. Remember when we sent Chuck down to spring training to go talk to the backfield guys, basically? Right, to go beat them down with random sports knowledge. He'd talk to whoever it was about Christian Okoye for like five minutes. <laughs> and I just... I felt so bad going through all the because what you don't understand, like when you listen to radio and bits and everything else, there are so many bits that get burned because the guy either doesn't play along or it gets way out of control or anything else that we have to just edit those. So the only ones you hear are either the really good ones or the really uncomfortable ones. There were guys at the Super Bowl where I probably did twenty player interviews to get down to three like or four, four or five good ones. Yeah, and and that's that's pretty typical. There was I'm trying to remember his name. Uh, but how many people get thrown out now, by the way, doing that stuff? Like, 
Yeah. And, and this is very inside, but Corby over at the ticket, which was in Dallas, he got kicked out this year and lost his credential to, at, at Media Day They're, because he was doing the same thing because they're so over the top now and so protective of everything. And I know Barstool takes everything to another level, but they're so protective of the credential and the shield and everything else that you can't have that kind of fun anymore. You have to be very slick about it. You have to you have to just be smart about how you're doing things. Like I found that one cornerback for the Rams who played along <laughs> With everything. And I don't even remember what I asked him anymore. I gotta go back and, and look at it. It was that. his laugh that was the history. <laughs> his laugh was so great. And he and he was cool. He played along with everything. But I had also went and talked to like their primary return guy, like Jojo Natson or whatever. He was the worst dude. Like he didn't want to play along with anything. He didn't want to talk. He was just there to get it done. And that was one of those where I'm like, all right, done. This is not gonna work as far as a bit. What were we supposed to talk about this segment, by the way? You got cute notes and everything. Oh, no, I'd actually wrote down about Zach Efron's abs <laughs> and how he has abs from like his penis to his chest. No. Because you watched Sorority <laughs> Rising. You watched uh, Neighbors 2, and you were like, have you seen that man's abs? <laughs> he just uh, you, So you wrote down Zach. I, all I see is Zach Efron penis abs. Has abs. On, on your, so I'm convinced that if a penis could have abs, it would be Zach Efron's. Like, I'm watching him... He's oiled up, which doesn't hurt. Like by, I've always by the way, wondered, this is where we do really well in that demo. <laughs> Go ahead. I've always wondered if I had oil, would my body actually look better or worse being fat with oil on it? Because his looks better. Does oil just make your body look better in general, or do you have to have muscles in order to kind of heighten the abs or the muscles? So I have a little bit of... It's like I joked around for years. I'm you have like, a two-pack. No. You have a line that goes down the middle. Like a, yeah. yeah. But But here's the fun part. I've joked for years that I never was going to have a six-pack because I like beer. And so there was always going to be like that, no, 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 that belongs to beer, and then this upper part belongs to me. I was in a hotel room. We we took the kids over to uh, North Carolina to go do the Polar Express, yeah. do that whole ride, uh, jump on the, uh, on the train, do that whole thing. But we were in a hotel room in Asheville, North Carolina, and the light was just right where it looked like the shadows fell to where I looked like I had like ripped abs. And I thought, man, if I could only walk around with this type of lighting on a regular basis, it's kind of like your oil idea. If you oiled me up, do, do things improve? I know under this lighting, things look better. Well, Efron's oiled up and he has, like, we all know what a six pack looks like. Well, he has the 12 pack that continues past like his pants. Like there's abs going down where his pants are because he just has a shirt off. And I'm like, how many abs continue lower down? Like I, I start thinking to myself, like, if his pants went lower, do abs continue? And then I was like, is it possible his penis has abs? Maybe. Because if anybody's did, that man works out so hard. So then it got me thinking, like, what do you have to do in order to have your penis have abs? Have you seen him in Baywatch? No, I haven't okay, seen that, him. That's the movie where you'll be freaked out about how ripped up that dude is. He also has hair, by the way. If I'm going six-pack, I'm going nair. Like, I'm oh, yeah. going no hair whatsoever. You are just going to see every muscle and dent. If I'm going to work that hard... All you gotta do is shave, baby. How many times have you ever pondered getting into that kind of shape? Because I've I've thought about it's exhausting to yeah. even think about it. Like like not to actually do it, to even think about the work it would take. Like I see Ben or Zeno, Ben and Zeno work out probably two times a day, and they look good and yeah, everything sure. else. They don't have abs upon abs. Does that make so? No, how, you how you much? have to make a different level of commitment if you want abs upon abs. Who is the um? 
who is the? I don't want abs that much. We we watch Silicon Valley and who yes, is Dinesh. Uh, Dinesh, the 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 work he put in. Did you see that to become a Marvel character? To, to be a Marvel character is ridiculous because early on, first couple seasons, he is the perfect computer nerdy looking guy, and then the last couple of seasons or the last season, he was wearing like a little bit of baggier stuff, so you couldn't tell he ripped up because he spent a year basically talking about. Not eating anything that he enjoyed, working out two to three times a day with a personal trainer and everything else, but he wanted to actually get the the look of a of a Marvel superhero. Good for him. He has it. I I couldn't do that. I have children. I have a wife. I have, I have, a, have job. a job. If it was your job, I, I I don't think I could still do it. Like if you just talked about beer, he can't have a beer. I was thinking about how, and this is what came around today. It was right around 10.15. I'm running a little bit late. I just finished up laying out Buck and Kincaid. I needed to jump into the shower and grab something to eat while I was on my way here. And that was a moment when I realized, man, you have to plan for this sort of stuff because I'm just going to run over and grab myself a breakfast sandwich. And if I was really committed to, to I want to have these kind of abs, okay, I couldn't just get a breakfast sandwich. I'd actually have to get in the fridge and make my egg whites and do the normal stuff. Los, I have to plan to return like five frames to Crate and Barrel. Like I have to I have to make it, make time in my day just to do that. Okay, I'll drop the kids off and instead of getting back in bed and watching something on Netflix, I'm going to instead take a shower early, get all my work done so that way I can have 15 minutes just to take something back to Crate and Barrel. I, I couldn't do abs. Like No time for abs. When I have when I have little baby Colton and he wakes up in the middle of the night at three o'clock or four o'clock and I see my neighbors going off, I I know based on how they look they're not going off to have an affair, they're going to the gym because they're trying to get that in before their kids get up and that's it's just not worth it to me. Okay, I had my year get up for an affair though. I had my yearly physical. Tell me about it. Did you get a um, thumb? No, didn't have to do anything along those lines. One for but, the thumb. Um, so doctor lays me on on the table. And he does the whole checking of of like your sternum and everything else to you know make sure there's not like any kind of inflammation in like your pancreas or anything else like that. Are you gonna and get circumcised? I've already done that. Okay. And vasectomy too. So he's doing the whole. And he goes, "Oh, can you uh, relax your stomach a little bit?" And I was like, "Awesome," <laughs> because I just thought to myself, "I have just enough abs." That he was like, can you chill it out a little bit? Because I can't really feel And I was like, okay, cool. That's that's good enough for me where I'm at. Were you flexing? No, it was just... You're it, a liar. No, when you lay all the way out, feel it. Your your abdomen does tighten up. So that's... I was. He laid me all the way out, and that's that's why. Here's the bad thing. I know when the doctor has to push extra hard on me, <laughs> he's like, all right, got to get through the fat. And now I can feel... Yep, you've got a tumor. Yep, there it is. There's I just the, found it. There's your tumor. There you go. All right, so that's Zach Efron. So you just had written down on the sheet, just Zach Efron penis abs. Penis abs. All right. That's just... Oh, well, we nailed it. Oh, and I also wrote down, and we can do it another time, how much do you actually like bitch at work? Because that was one of the things that we got into today on the show was how much Chuck bitches at work all so, the time. So future podcasts, how much do you bitch at work? And eventually we need to tell the the actual The dragon air. story? The Vegas dragon story? That was a dinosaur. Oh, it was a dinosaur. You're right. Because the one thing that gets overlooked in that story completely is I got kicked out of a casino that night. Yes. And not because of any kind of actions on your part other than you were ill. So we can get into that on, on the next one. But it gets overlooked because Matt saw a dinosaur. Well, we all <laughs> no, saw the dinosaur. No, I didn't see the you dinosaur. You didn't see the dinosaur. I thought it was a bit, too. I was like, where did Hoy go? Why did, <laughs> did he really... 
schedule this so we could show up, sit in the front row, and then he's ditching us here. Yeah, we'll have we'll get into it in the next podcast. All right, coming up next, uh, as that's Hoyt, I'm Los. We will get into the Don Larson bit and play that for you as we get ready to end the show. It's now time for a classic audio fun bag moment. Brought to you by Brian Hoyt and Carlos Medina. Looks like the sun is coming up, Chuck. Shades on in Dark Club. Everybody remembers from Coming to America. You had McDonald's and McDowell's. They had the golden arches. We have the golden humps. Well, apparently one Nick Cellini, who was subbing in last week, decided that Hooters needed some competition. We are here at the Cumberland Cooters. 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 <laughs> hey, now. Cumberland I'm Hooters here on Cobb undefeated. Parkway. And uh, at the corner of Cumberland I-O. and Cobb Parkway, right across from Cumberland Mall. <laughs> That's well done. We're here at Cooters. Cooters. <laughs> Hello, Cooters. Cooters. <laughs> smoke over the new year holiday it's the cancer in you uh i had a grape swisher's feet my wife is on to uh vaping oh she's graduated to vaping yeah hey welcome back Sorry. what's up slizos and all you other cool people out there she thinks it's classier to vape you can hit us up at brian hoyt 24 and at front office Los. always like your comments and uh yeah you'll find this we'll be putting the link out and now we're Dude, we're official. We are on iTunes. I saw that. How cool is that? Yeah. So we'll be back on there a little bit later. Uh, so let's get into this Don Larson story because we lost Don Larson over the weekend. Moment. There we go. All right. Moment of silence. I thought Don. it deserved a little longer, but I, okay. I, who's, who's to say? that? I, I put my whole heart into that thing. They're a perfect game. Yes, he did. He's the only man in Major League Baseball history to ever do that. Well, we had an incident about four years ago. Where we, I think we upset him. Are you, do you think Domino was legit upset with us? I think he was, but I think he also thought it was kind of funny. Oh, God. I don't let, even let, know how to answer that. Let, let me take a step back here. He was pissed. And, like, there's, I try to piss Domino off on a daily basis. And most of the time, he just deflects it. He doesn't care. So, I actually feel bad when it does piss him off. Not, not from a, he wasn't pissed like, you're messing with me, you're screwing with me. He's like... You were disrespectful, Hoyt. And I I go back to, like, high school. The one teacher that I had in high school that hurt me more than anything else, he he didn't say that I upset him, made him mad. He goes, Hoyt, you disappointed me. And that struck deep. Damn, that cut. Like, Like, man. When your mother or father or, like, someone you hold in high regards, like, you just disappointed me. Do you know what it is? It's the line of, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. And that's and that's and, oh. and that's how Domino that's after this bit and you'll hear the bit but that's how it felt like with Domino. I'm not mad but come on man, you got you got to be better than that. So Hoyt and I are in the we're in this back hallway of the old building we used to work in and Chris Domino has been in one of the studios for about 30 minutes and he comes walking out and he tells us, "Hey, I just did half an hour or 10 minutes or whatever with Don Larson." And we both kind of look at each other, and I was like, oh, well, that's, that's cool, because Domino can find any of these older baseball players, and it, it's almost archival. Like, he is the Smithsonian. He's Dog the Bounty Hunter of, like, off-record baseball players that can't be found, and somehow he tracks them down, their home address. And they have a story. And and he talks them into telling their story, which is, is fascinating. When you listen to the Saturday Baseball Show, when that's back... They always have... It is. It's the Smithsonian. It is the Smithsonian of of baseball history. Audio baseball history is what you get. So in our minds, 
we asked Chris, oh, really, how'd it go? And he kind of gave us this look of like, well, you know, and I think he said something like, well, he is almost 90. And that is when both of us just ears perked up and you ran to the back room. And I just remember you coming back to me and saying, this is going to be awesome. Well, and to Domino's credit, like he can, again, he can track down just about anybody in the world. The one thing he can't do, though, he cannot heads and tails an interview. Basically, when he goes three, two, one, and starts the interview, Domino still has, to this day, has not figured out how to delete the front end and delete the back end after they say goodbye and they just have their regular conversation. So it just keeps rolling. He needs people to do that for him. So when I go into the back room, just do heads and tails it and just clean up that part, I know this, notice all these large gaps and spaces. I'm like, oh, what the hell is this? And I hit play on it and everything else, and it's, well, you'll hear it in the bit, but it's Don Larson basically trying to... to it, it's... They're having a lot of <laughs> miscommunication. <laughs> They're not hearing each other. You can hear Domino messing with the knobs, trying to adjust his volume. Which is the worst thing in the world, oh, yeah, by the don't, way. Don't mess with that stuff. Just just that figure it out. like me trying to do a CFT. Like, don't come back and touch my buttons. You don't know how to do that. I'm not going to go in and do a CFT. So you'll hear Domino, is that better? Is that better? <laughs> and he's just and, cranking and, knobs and all, he's, all he's doing is he's making himself louder in his own head. Is that better now? And Don Larson still is not understanding and not following what's going on there. And so we squeeze this thing down into, here's the highlight package. So we'll get to that now. How are you these days? Hey, pardon? How are you these days? Good. Good. Well, I look forward to it. We'll, uh, we'll just spend a few minutes with you if that's good. Can you speak up a little louder? Sure. Hold on. Let me do this. How's that? Is that better? Not really. How's that? A little bit. Let me get a little closer into here, and I think we should be good if you're good. Okay. Okay, I'll count it down. Three, two, one. Do you remember waking up that day or during that World Series and, and kind of understanding what it is and what your role might actually be eventually? Well, I don't keep track of stuff like that. What, do you, what can you tell me about Casey Stengel? He was like a PR guy for USA. He was a good man. There were a bunch of newspapers in New York at that time. I mean, Brooklyn had its own papers, certainly the New York papers. There were a lot of people in the locker room every day, I'm sure. Well, I didn't quite get that. Did you do the Ed Sullivan show, or did any of those other things come about after that? Hey, pardon? Did you end up keeping anything from that game? Did you keep the ca- the cap? Did- I can't hear you. All right, Don, listen, have a really good day. Hey, pardon? Thank you, sir. Okay. Bye-bye now. Take care. The worst part of it is... Wasn't that fun, though? <laughs> the worst part of it is... He's never aired the the Darn Larson interview because of us. No, because of what we did and us doing it as a bit and sharing it with the world... The actual interview, which does have all of these weird parts to it, has but it never also aired. has really good stuff in it. Whether it's the perfect game in the World Series, whether it's Yogi Bear are talking about, I'm, I'm sure it goes into all that. I didn't listen to it; I just found the screw ups. But, but, but there's there's five or six minutes of it at a time where it's that's good baseball conversation. But nah. the world never heard it because of us. Nope. The only thing you heard is rest in peace, Mr. Larson. But him not being able to hear a damn thing, or just sounding like the most incoherent old man, like. <laughs> Bye-bye now. You got to speak up a little louder now. And, and, so, and so we did a disservice to Mr. Larson, and I think this is our apology. This is our apology. We are um, 
we're sending you our good vibes and saying sorry about what we did. And we really appreciate the fact that you have been part of our radio show now for probably three or four years on an almost daily basis. And it's all because of how cool and fun you were with Chris Domino. But to be fair, you keep interviewing 90-year-old people. This is what you're going to get. Shit like this is going to happen. That's how it goes. <laughs> Can you speak up a little louder? Like someone's going to die on air with Domino. Oh, like, man, when that happens. I, sometimes I feel like he's chasing his white whale. Like I think he said his white whale is Sandy Koufax. To get Co- he's talked to Koufax. He sat down yes, with him. but never an interview. Never on record. Koufax doesn't want it to be recorded. I don't think that that's Domino's white whale anymore. I think it's for someone to die on air with him, and that's why he keeps going after 80-year-old men. He's just chasing that dragon. That's what he's after. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us for this week. Uh, for I Hoyt. promise you we'll play it, by the way. If he kills Myself. someone on air, we will play it for yes, you. Yes, if somebody just keels over and <laughs> dies on the air, we will air it. I can't No, I, you I, can't I, wait. I don't can't say wait. I can't, I can't wait. wait. I just will feel bad. We'll have an in-memoriam segment. <laughs> We'll all say goodbye to Al K-Line in our own way. out on you, man. And we'll just move on from there. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week, and ladies and all of you people out there. See ya. Stay hetero. Or whatever. <laughs>